What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to the Cloud Gaming Extreme podcast, CGX cast. So as you can see, the panel is a little different today. So we have some members that are not here this week, but then we have an addition of a guest by the name of Chase. Chase, how are you, sir? I am good, Ace and panel. How are you, my friend? Good, good. All right, so we're going to kick it off like we always do with just an introduction of the guest members of the panel and just get a sense of what game they play, what platform they play those games on. So to get started, let's go with you, Holtz. How are you, sir? I am great, thank you. So this week I dived into Elder Scrolls Online Greymoor because that's a great sale that I couldn't refuse. So I'm like a magpie. So I went, oof, that's a great price. And I sort of dived a few hours in, and I'm really enjoying it. Nice, nice. Okay, you, uh, Jerry, what what game have you been playing and uh, what platform? Um, so I'm still playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn right now. I'm trying to wrap up some of my time with that. And, of course, I'm playing the Avengers beta since yesterday Ooh. and just messing with that on a few different systems because trying to get a bunch of test videos ready. But that's pretty much all I've had time to mess with. I've got probably over 30 hours in Horizon right now, and Dang. I probably messed with that beta for four or five hours at least. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, really I think I'm like in. getting good at editing at the same time as playing, like on my feet, like just <laughs> doing everything at once because there's only one me and it's getting it's getting a little crazy. But that is that is crazy. How you liking Horizon? Uh, I think it's great. I mean, it, I I know the bugs. I've had probably three crashes in that thirty some hours. Um, you know, some things in there, but for the most part, uh, I think it's a beautiful game. Runs really yeah. well, and it's another good PS4 port. Right. Did you play it on the PS4? Is this I didn't. Okay. No. So it's all new. Oh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. Cool. Chief, how are you, sir? What have you been playing on what platform? Uh, I've been doing lots of platform overviews, so not really had a lot of time to play this week. But when I have got a chance to play, I keep going back to Rogue Company at the moment. Oh. Uh, it's funny that Holt said about uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I keep forgetting that I have that game. I need to go back to that at some point. <laughs> So I thought last podcast you stated that you weren't too good at Rogue. It's pretty interesting seeing you going, not last podcast, when did I, I think two podcasts ago, you said mm-hmm. you kept dying, right? Yeah, so I'm not great at any first-person shooter, to be honest. Okay. But I dived into Hyperscape when it relaunched, realized just how crap I am at that game, <laughs> and went back to Rogue Company and got a few kills. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm sticking with Rogue Company. <laughs> Duncan, how are you, sir? What games I have am, you been playing? I am outstanding. I have been playing some uh, Orcs Must Die on Stadia. I've also been playing some Division 2 on Stadia. I have been playing some Assassin's Creed on GeForce. And I have started up my PlayStation today, but we're not going to talk about that. So <laughs> we've, we've, we've redone the whole uh, downstairs and we've now got a big, massive gaming room. So we're in a state of flux here. So <laughs> our front room is nothing but two TVs of every single game console you can think of. So we're, we're working away here. Wow. Sounds wow. perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Chase? What games uh, have you been playing? What platform? Um, well, it's been sporadic. Um, I've been lucky to game maybe a couple hours every week just because of work. Uh, but as Mark Chief mentioned, uh, Rogue Company has been a breath of fresh air. Um, and, and I think it's because it's the perfect blend. It's like uh, Counter-Strike, SOCOM, 
and Rainbow Six Siege had a baby. Um, right. it, it's it's the perfect blend of those three games. Um, and you know, one thing that I say all the time to de- to developers: keep it simple. It, we right. don't need fifty kill streaks in a game. It's it's a pure third person shooter, and that's what makes it great. Um, and then beyond that. I picked up uh, Lost Words Beyond the Page again today. I haven't finished that game still, but it's such a great game. Um, I'm really impressed with it. I'm really enjoying it. I think there's been some emotional moments in the game uh, that actually have got me a couple of times. Um, they've done a really good job with that game, so uh, that's been on Stadia. Um, and and uh, Rogue Company's been on PlayStation. Sorry. Nice. Wow. It's pretty cool. I got to get back to Lost World. Uh, World. I started the game, but never finished. I think a game came out right after it, and I just switched over and never came back. But it's pretty cool to see you still playing that, man. It's pretty cool. So as you guys can see in this panel, we are missing Ben. We're missing Sunny, and we're missing Mark. So this is, again, just a different panel, but I think it's good. We have a topic that I'm interested to talk about, and I think Chase being here will be a great person <laughs> for that conversation. So, again, we do this every Tuesday, every every Saturday at 2 p.m. So, if you guys like this, definitely mark your calendars for that. All right, so we got a packed show, uh, and to begin this show, we're going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077. Now, they held another. Live Wire, I believe, is, is the event they call, and this was episode two of it. And they had a lot to say um, about the game. It's Night City Wire, my bad, butcher that. But this game is looking incredible. The more I see it, the more I want to play it. This game was already on my anticipated list of games that I want to play this year. But just want to talk to the panel about cyberpunk did you guys catch this um night city wire episode 2 event and also what platform because this is another game that's going to come out for stadia it's going to come out for geforce now same day release again we still don't know when stadia is going to get it but also because it's a pc game you should be able to play it on shadow so we're just going to start with the panel see if you guys caught this event and see what platform you guys are going to choose to play this game on. So to get start, started, Jerry, what, what's your take on this? Did you catch this event? Okay, I didn't catch the event. It's okay. been been really busy, so I didn't get to see that. Yeah. I started kind of watching it before we came on here. But um, as far as the platform side goes, I'm, I'm a little bit different because I'll be testing it on so many things. So I will buy it on console and, and PC and Stadia and all that as it comes out. But if I were to just buy it on or what I'm going to play it on personally will be PC because we've got new cards coming out. New RTX cards should be coming out supposedly in September. And that game is going to be absolutely gorgeous. I think it's going to be the implementation of ray tracing. I think it's going to be gorgeous, hopefully even better than the level of control. But um, So I definitely will be playing it on PC the most. And then also that will give me GeForce Now. We know it's going to be on their launch day, so I'll be able to play it wherever I go as well with ray tracing. And then eventually they're going to upgrade those pretty quickly as well to the next RTX. So for me, I'll be playing at PC and GeForce Now most of the time. Nice. 
excitement wise where are you with this game are you pumped for it are you just like meh yeah i'm pretty much 10 out of 10 on pump for cyberpunk i was ready in april i was absolutely (laughs) ready and then when they delayed it to september 17th i felt crushed because i've really been waiting but at the same time i trust cd project red they have a great reputation they need to delay it. Now, I wasn't as happy about the second delay because I'm pretty sure that got delayed to be a launch title with consoles to help them out a little bit more than needing to be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I They've already kind of stated, yeah, it's ready to go. We're just not going to launch it till the new consoles come out. Right. So I kind of think that's what's going on with that. But it's okay. I'm, I'm fine with it. But I'm definitely hyped for that. It's one of my top games for, for this year to jump into this fall for sure. Nice, nice. Cool. Holtz, how about you? What's your take on this event? So I didn't see the event, but I caught up on many streams watching it, and I'm really excited for the game. And the platform I'm going to pick is Stadia for the 4K HDR. I really wanted to do Shadow because I might have the Infinity tier, but because that's been delayed, I'd rather have the next one. I'm looking forward to at least having a look what it's like on GeForce now with the ray tracing. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's definitely going to be Stadia. Now, now watching all these streams, I've already picked my character. I'm going to be a nomad. I'm going to be walking <laughs> around like Mad Max, like this loon from the wastelands. I'm going to come into Night City. I'm going to take what's mine. And I'm not excited for the game. I've already fought what I want in my character, hidden blades, tough skin. And Night City better beware. I'm not psyched. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i love what they showed about the game if you guys haven't uh watched this event you and you're excited about this game you need to because you see the different uh ways that you can start the game and there's a couple of different ones but nomad stands out so it's pretty cool that that's the one that you're going to pick and then the weapons my goodness but we'll get more into that in a bit but for you chase what's your take on cyberpunk what platform are you going to get it on yeah, I, I, um, I always split up how I view things. You know, I, I look at things in more of a general consumer marketplace view, and then there's also my personal view on things, and they're two totally different viewpoints. Like my personal view doesn't actually align with how I look at things from the business side of the house. So for me, I'm willing to wait. You know, I, I know some people care about day and date for this game. I don't really care one way or the other. It doesn't bother me personally. Um, so Stadia, like Holtz, will probably be where I play it. Um, part of that's because of the convenience. I want to be able to take it in multiple places. Um, I know I can do that because of you know already being in the Google ecosystem. Um, as far as like broader landscape for the game, um, you know, I, I I didn't get to catch the event live. I did get to see some some recaps on it. I think the the different paths that you can take are very interesting in this game. Um, and I, I thought the corporate one. I think that one's going to probably speak to a lot of people. Um, you're going to see a lot of people go that go that route. But I thought the Nomad was actually kind of interesting, too. Um, and I saw a lot of people hate on that one. I don't know. I think that one's kind of interesting. It's a different, different kind of take to me. So game looks great. It's beautiful. Um, it's a game that everyone's been anticipating. And uh, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. So how long are you willing to wait for it? Because I think it's been confirmed, right? It's going to come out this year. But if the game was to get pushed back, which a lot of people are speculating, right, then it might. How long would you be willing to wait for Google Stadia to get this? Well, again, I, I'll speak to my personal use case. I really, it doesn't bother me. You know, I've got yeah. enough of a back catalog on Stadia that, True. Um, you know, I'm playing games. I, I kind of bounce around. I never play something consistently right now. Um, depending on the mood that I'm in. But what I will say, and I'm going to flip the coin on this one, is from the consumer marketplace viewpoint, 
this is an uphill battle that Google's going to be facing on this because it does matter to people day and date. Like people, yeah. they, they care about that. And it's yeah. more so on the spoiler side of things. People don't want to go three, four, five, six weeks. They find out from another streamer what's going yeah. on in the game. And then they get to the game and go, well, well Jesus, I already knew that was going to happen. Like what yeah. was the point? So you're going to see a lot of people have to make a tough decision here that if they're already on the Stadia ecosystem, you may see some jump ship and go over to, to GeForce now. If they want right. to go with the cloud experience, you may see right. some um, stick with the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Five, or the Xbox right. Series X. It just depends. So, right, yeah, this is going to be a really popular game, and people are going to be talking about it, right? And so, for Stadia to be the only pretty much console or cloud gaming service, if you want to call it that, that doesn't have it, it's going to be quite interesting to see how you know Stadia fans are going to be willing to wait and be patient enough for this but good point with that how about you duncan what, what's your take on cyberpunk and what platform are you going to play it on i'm going to uh, just start by saying what character i'm going to choose and it'll all depend on the day when they actually launch it up one next girl whatever take, take, takes my fancy but at this moment in time it's the corporation one which is uh, i'm having my eye on uh, what platform I'm going to play on is going to be a very, very telling one. Uh, there's so many variables with the Stadia version. It is, it's just out there. And if you go back and look at the language, it doesn't even confirm it's coming out this year. It's set to launch. So there is wriggle room there for not coming out there. So it's, mm. I've actually looked up the, the wording and it's, it's set to launch on the same year. So it's interesting language uh at this moment in time if i was a betting man i'm gonna get on geforce now for two reasons because we know it's coming at lunch and it's going to be and it's going to be 20 pounds cheaper so yeah you have to figure that into it as well because you can get it on uh, cd keys now for 35 pounds which, yeah, and, and me just saying that I think I got Holtz interested there because I, I think this is going to be £55 on uh, Stadia. Yeah. Or, so there's another uh, wrinkle there. You can pick this up for a lot cheaper and pick it up for GeForce now. So that is something else to keep an eye on. Hmm. Good to know. Good to know. How about you, Chief? What platform? And are you excited about Cyberpunk? coming up yeah i'm excited for cyberpunk i didn't watch the event i did catch up on some of the the, the videos i'm trying not to watch too much because i think they're giving away too much i'm starting to get a little bit we're not uh, under hyped for cyberpunk because it just seems to be <laughs> in my face every day for the last <laughs> month or so right when legion is coming out you know a few weeks beforehand and i'm really hyped for legion i'm kind of gutted that you know, cyberpunk is kind of drowning out any kind of news on that front but i will be definitely picking it up i'll most likely pick it up on something like steam uh one for being able to play on geforce now uh but also because i want to see how the 2080s maximum settings rig plays it hmm. um if it is that higher quality then you know the input lag might be worth it but if geforce now gets the 2080s up there and all of their Ampere cards, then you know, GeForce Now is going to be a win for, uh, for me. I'll be very interested to see how Stadia can compare. Right. You know, Cyberpunk has probably got to be 
I'd say one of the the next crisis. You know, can it run crisis? Can it run Cyberpunk twenty seventeen right. on anything above medium settings? You know, I think it's going to be one of those type of games. So Stadia is really going to have to flex its muscles on this one. I think. Right. But if it comes out more expensive as well, that could be a, another nail in the coffin for me. But yeah, I'll definitely be picking up on Steam and I'll be uh, watching closely what happens with Stadia, whether I switch over or not. Right. No, that's that's a great point. And I think with this game, um, like we stated earlier, it's going to be pretty much one of the biggest games coming out this year. Um, and for me personally, I would love to play it on Stadia because like I've stated here, and the channel, I feel like Stadia is one of the most reliable cloud game platform to, or service to where you boot it up, you're able to play, you get right in, no issues, no problems. Um, but right now, though, GeForce now, I think they want to make a statement with this game, it seems like. I mean, they have been posting it on their Twitter, right? Again, the same day release, they flex in their RTX muscle, ray tracing muscles. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see um, how this plays out. And, you know, there's also rumors we talked about uh, X, you know, Game Pass getting it same day release. And who knows how that's going to play out if this is going to be playable on Game Pass. But this is definitely one to keep your eyes on, guys. And so if you guys are looking for that big AAA title for cloud gaming, for Stadia, for GeForce Now, for Shadow, definitely mark this one down. On your calendar um yeah. so go ahead oh what i was just going to say as well is remember we've got the nvidia uh press conference and the first of september yeah would it be out from the realms of possibility that we get something out from that where uh we may see uh cyberpunk uh being 4k as well just to Ooh. show off oh show Ooh. off their new cards well, they've got the have... 2080 Ti Cyberpunk edition, haven't they? Could there be a, an Empire announcement of a Cyberpunk version? Yeah, yep, that's what I'm... Because they've been really, really pushing this, and that could be the showcase title to, to kick off oh. GeForce Now. See, I, I, that's one of the reasons I'm going to be watching this uh, conference in wow. the, at, the, at the end of the month or beginning of next month, because I think there is going to be something going on there, because you can see GeForce now is just starting to push out a load of things, um, which we're going to come on to later as well. I, I, I want to throw something in on that. I, I would, and I don't want to speak for the rest of the world, um, but I, I just want to caution folks in North America, you're seeing data caps get thrown back on. Um, and with 4K and with the the amount of data that that's using, I, I I've been a big proponent of this. Ace has known this before when I've talked about it. But I I, I think we're going to start getting to a space, y'all, where this might be the last point where we start seeing does it is 4K achieved by a card or is it achieved through you know computational algorithms and through AI? Because at the end of the day, all consumers are going to care about is does the image look as good if not better than the competition? They're not going to care if it's a baked chicken nugget or a fried chicken nugget, they all they want to know is that the image looks as good. So I think for people that care about it from, again, the hardcore mid-core gaming demographic, the cards make absolute sense. But I, I think in North America, there's going to be some problems with 4K without there being some type of compression. And um, I'm talking about, again, the cloud gaming side of it, not necessarily local hardware. Hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah, definitely. Uh stuff to to think about and and look forward to but duncan that's 
announcement. Definitely, I didn't even think about that. I think it would be a good place for them to flex this game for sure, right? And flex the muscles when it comes to unveiling the new graphics card, putting in the cloud, offering 4K. It's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Cool. All right. So I don't know if anyone else in the panel has anything else they want to say about Cyberpunk, but I'm going to move on to Fortnite and all this going on with Epic and Fortnite and Apple. I actually love what's going on. If I know, like, you know, if you in the business, if you work for Epic or Apple, this might be a headache, but I think this is great for the consumers right now. And in a way, it's just like telling Apple, hey, like you can't run things the way you do. And Epic, like, hey, you can't come here and boss people around. But anyway, I think this is great for cloud gaming because, again, like I said, it's probably going to take little legal matters for, you know, Apple to let other cloud gaming platforms in iOS. And I think we're kind of seeing stuff like that unveil here. So I just want to ask the panel, what's your take on this whole Fortnite, Epic Game, Apple, Google situation? So let's start with Duncan. What's your take on this? I'm the same as you. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm laughing my bits off with, with all that's going. It's absolutely really, really funny. And you, you know, uh, Epic has just been sporting for the fight because I had everything up and up and ready to go. The the Fortnite video, the the legal yeah. action. That's it, absolutely yeah. brilliant. It's, it's a soap yeah. opera, so it is. Uh, yeah. What with what's going on? I know some people might not agree with this, but. Uh, I think things are going to happen from this. And if you remember back, uh, can you remember what actually started the crossplay uh, situation many, many years ago? Mm. It's yeah, Holtz knows where I'm going with this. It's uh, Epic accidentally on purpose switched on crossplay for PlayStation and Xbox and stuff like this. Tim Sweeney and Epic are, are are brilliant at this sort of thing. Even if you don't like them, they know how to play the situation to get what they want. Mm. And I think this is what they're doing. They're playing the situation. And I think Apple and Google will eventually have to do something. It might not be down to the 10%, but I think it's, there is going to be movement of some sort of it going forward. Hmm. Okay. Okay. How about you, Jerry? Let's let's get to you about this whole situation. I got the the way I found out about this was hilarious. My phone started going off like crazy. It's my freaking niece and nephew. <laughs> what happened to Fortnite? Because they know I cut. I, I'm looking at everything. I'm like, what do you right. mean? And I was busy editing and stuff. And I jump on and I see what's going on. I'm like, oh my gosh! So I told them, you know, this is what's going on. Xbox and PlayStation and PC will be back on soon. Hang in there because his PlayStation one wouldn't even work because they had to shut everything off for a little wow. while and then get it and get it going. Yeah. Wow. And and it, so that that's how all that started. And I saw a funny meme earlier with um, Godzilla was epic and then two other monsters are like Google and Apple. And, and like epic. It was hilarious. And I'm like, OK, they're all huge companies. I don't know who everybody loves and hates, but I really loved seeing that. And it takes a huge company to take on huge companies. Yeah. And a lot sure. of developers have been griping about the 30 percent. Apple usually more than others. But a lot of people don't realize Google charges the same 30 percent. So for any company to step up like they did the way they normally would and do something like that, I'm really happy to see it. And maybe it will help everybody out in the long run. Nobody right. really cares if, if Epic gets another 15%. Yeah, they don't need it. it. 
But if this battle helps to get the smaller developers to not pay yeah. that thirty percent, that could make a huge difference. Think about thirty oh, yeah. percent of your income on something like that. So uh, really cool to see it. I found out in an interesting, annoying way, but it was it was uh, really it's really fun to see it happen. And if I find that meme, I'm going to put it on Twitter later. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> the way you found out. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know until like two or three hours after it happened. I think I was having an open mic segment, and someone was like, "Hey, did you hear?" But that's funny. How about you, Chief? What's you taking this? Uh, being a developer, I find this hilarious um, for one reason more than others. But you know, Epic knew exactly what they were doing, so they are not the victim in this in the slightest they had this plan this was yeah. very well orchestrated yeah, they did. anybody they who did. thinks that they could get that video up those court papers right. up, which would have taken months to draft right. and get approved right. within hours within minutes going up you know, this right. was very well orchestrated however epic's mobile success for both ios and android are very much thanks to Apple and Google's massive ecosystem that they have built over the last 10, 15 years. And right. that's the reason why they take that 30% cut of in-app purchases only. Okay, there's a minor developer fee. It's nothing. It's like 80 quid a year. Who cares, right? Mm. The fact that those ecosystems have allowed Epic to reach 40 billion players, wow. right? For yeah. free. Unless they buy through the get the app on their phone you know they could go and buy those v bucks or those free credits on pc and not pay that 30 percent. they've always had that option it's only if they buy directly through the mobile app hmm. so i think that one yes it would be great if they win because it means that they're going to have to lower those fees for everybody but on the other hand these terms of service have not changed in 15 years hmm. it has always been you can use our system for a developer fee. We will put it out to the millions, billions of users that you can access. And all they ask is a 30% of the purchases that you are charging for. So most people will just add 30% on, right? So, or say, go to the website if you don't want to pay the 30% fee. But if you want right. the ease of everything's tied into your Google Pay or your Apple Pay, if you click a button on your phone and buy those V-Bucks, you know you're going to be paying that 30% extra. It's right. not been a secret. It's never been hidden, right? Everybody, every developer is always shirked about it. But at the end of the day, they are getting to get reach billions right. of users that you would never be able to do before. So, right. okay, uh, Epic, you want to play the good guy here, but you know, bite the hand that feeds you. They can right. quite easily just shut them down. Right, true. It's, I'll, I'll get to my point in a bit, but yeah, good good point with that. How about you? So I've been waiting for this, uh, Chase. I I want to hear your input and in, in this situation because again, you I think are very insightful with stuff like this. So what what's your take on this? Well, I think I think everybody's had good points, um, and I think it kind of leads to a crescendo of you know what the reality is, and there's there's two there's two pathways with this argument. Um, and, and, you know, <laughs> what Marchief said about how they had these papers ready to go. And this was a calculated decision. It absolutely was. As soon as Microsoft and Google made that, or more so Microsoft made their statement, 
immediately they filed these papers. It was it, this is a this is a public perception campaign. This is not a legal campaign. I'm going to explain that in a second. What I mean by that, because on the public perception side of the house, I think this can change things. I think public the public may push Apple versus legal pushing Apple because of choosing not to purchase and, and things like that. They'll be forced to have to make a decision if revenue goes down and if they don't move units. Mm. But on the legal side of the house, on this specific argument about the 30%, this is not it. They, they made the argument in their, um, their uh, injunctive relief filing that this is anti-competitive and it's not. You, you can go to any ecosystem. Someone could go buy a PlayStation. Someone could go buy a Microsoft Xbox there's different avenues that you can play this game. That's not the single entity that controls the entire internet. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to make a disingenuous argument about that. And, and the 30% itself is a, um, we see it in other uh, companies and other um, ecosystems where companies take a percentage to use their database or their services. So they're not going to win this. Um, court precedent has been pretty clear on this um, over the years. And I don't see that the court's going to change their position on this specific issue. I think Epic is going to lose. Um, I would be shocked if the courts change direction on this specific perspective um, because it would open up a whole can of worms and a lot of other cases that have already been decided. You'd you'd start seeing refilings of all kinds of stuff. But I think the more interesting side of this, I know we're not talking about this, Ace, but I want to throw this in here real quick, is when Google and Microsoft file their lawsuit, and trust me, that lawsuit is coming. It will happen at some point in regards to their serv- their um, the cloud gaming version of their ecosystems being rejected by Apple. Apple's position is we can't regulate the ratings of these games. If that's the case, then how are you allowing Netflix on? Netflix is being regulated by a ratings board for their movies. Mm. It's a disingenuous argument that in a legal position, they're not going to be able to win. Because mm-hmm. games are rated by what? ESRB, USK. There's a lot of different ratings boards across the world. Mm-hmm. So on that side of the argument, that is where Apple is absolutely going to lose. If they get into a legal battle on that position, and that's going to be their legal position, if that's where they're going to you know, hang their hat on, they mm-hmm. will lose that in a court of law. There's no way that that's going to stand as far mm-hmm. as that position. So that's... Sorry, just to jump in. There is another cause that is written into their terms of service regarding game streaming specifically, which is what they'll actually hang their court on. They can, the, but I'm going to tell you that's going to be that's going to be invalidated by the court. Guaranteed. Yeah, you would hope so, and that's what they should file the suit against. The comment, it was a comment and a statement. It's not in their terms and service around the game regulation. I don't know why they were stupid enough to spout that. But, but see, that's the whole thing. That is where they, 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 they played their, and I hate to say it like this, but they're almost playing their hand ahead of the actual, you know, the, what I would call the legal competition, which is the court. The court's going to see that public position going to go, you know, if I was a good, uh, uh, a good, not defense attorney, but the plaintiff, right, coming forward and saying, hey, this is what our, our cause is. They're going to go back to that public position and go, but you said this publicly. You said this is the reason that you're doing it. And that's going to, Apple's going to be in trouble. And just because you put something in a terms of service, and, and you're absolutely right, Mark Chief, I was going to bring that up. That doesn't necessarily mean it's legal. It can be invalidated by a court of law. So I, I just don't think that that's going to stand. I think that is going to get overturned if a lawsuit is filed on that. I love this. <laughs> this is so cool to see, you know, y'all's intake. And I'm learning as you guys speak. So love it. Love it. That's why, again, I said Chase would be a good person for this topic. Um, so, yeah, Holtz, 
want to know what your thoughts are. See, I was leaning to more being Apple because I believed, you know, <laughs> Epic agreed to the terms of service and they went behind people's back to change it. Now, if a law gets passed and things get changed, I think it's going to bite all these big companies in their, you know, backside. So in the end, they think they're being clever, but when these new laws affect them, I think they're going to say, oh, God, everyone's saying anti-consumer or we don't like your terms. We're going to change it by this new law. And I think it's going to affect them until they all level out a little bit, shall I say. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to cloud gaming, though, right, do you guys feel like this is beneficial for the cloud gaming platform? Do you guys see this being something that actually forces Apple's hand to allow eventually cloud gaming platforms or then I don't no, think this has no, anything no. to do with cloud gaming okay. at all. This is epic flexing their muscles. Yeah. As Chase said earlier, okay. the likelihood is that Microsoft and NVIDIA will now go ahead and file lawsuits against the App Store regulations, mm-hmm. which I think would be valid and would probably quite easily get overturned. Mm-hmm. And Apple would cave because that would bring millions of users to their platform and they could potentially charge that 30% cut or whatever the new percent cut becomes of the subscription of anybody who signs up through mobile. So Mm. it's a no-brainer from their point of view. But it's in their terms of service, and Apple state that they will stand by their terms of service, regardless of who you are and how much money you want to throw at them. If it's in their terms of service, apps or regulations say no. Right. So, Except if you're Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, uh, which so, which is true. And uh, if we go back to just the general cloud gaming, uh, X Cloud is mentioned in the suit, uh, which uh, Epic has brought towards uh, uh, Apple. Uh, they're mentioned that they have stopped uh, X Cloud going onto the service. It's actually in part of the legal documents as well. So it, it is oh, mentioned. So the anti competition stuff, yeah. The anti yeah anti yeah, anti competition, which the thirty percent isn't. They're trying to they're trying to put two arguments into one, and they're not the same. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> and there's Paul Stadia saying, "If you want some competition, bring Fortnite to Stadia. We'll welcome you. Come on, <laughs> well, we've got competition." You know, and they're saying, "Oh, sorry, we're busy. Yeah, yeah we're busy yeah. trying to do Apple." <laughs> you know what's interesting is I think what's actually going to force Apple's position on this, and I said it on another podcast, is again, North America has not really adopted mobile gaming the way that the West of the world has, uh, because we've grown up with TVs and physical boxes in our homes. The rest of the world and the rest of the landscape, like in places like India and Korea, that is how they choose the game is mobile gaming. They've grown up playing on their on their mobile devices. Mm-hmm. And you're already seeing in Korea that the install rate for Apple devices actually is going up. Um, Apple had a campaign, and I, I can't remember the percentage. If anyone knows it, please say it because I don't know what it was. But they wanted to match or get close to Android. I think it was either 25 or 30% over a certain amount of years. They had this big goal in mind on a global footprint. And that install rate's going up in places like Korea. But here's the deal. If you can't get onto these cloud gaming services that these countries and these regions are asking for, where are they going to go? They're going to go back to Android. And that's going to drop revenue. It's going to drop units being sold. And that's where I think the only way that I think Apple's going to change, aside from a legal decision, if something were to change, is consumers are going to have to force it. Once they start losing money, that's when you're going to start seeing them do a 180 on this. True. So, well, I'm not a mobile gamer, and I've already been saying for the last however long, if the Pixel 5 comes out with decent specs, even slightly rivaling the 12, if Apple don't change their stance, I'm going to jump ship. I'm right, going to change my right. ecosystem because you know, cloud gaming is a part of life now. True. 
So question for you guys, right? You guys see what Epic Games did with creating their own store to rival Steam, right? These rumors and speculation that Epic might actually go that route for mobile gaming. What's your take on that? Do you see that being something that happens? Do you see it as a good move? Let's start with Jerry. Yeah, all this stuff is really tying in together. And I mean, Chase, nobody's really going to say it any better. And Chase and Martif have been 100% spot on with all the arguments with the developer fee of the 30%. And then there's the cloud gaming side. They're two separate things, but you're going to see these companies put them together to try to win some piece or another. Um, I don't think there's any winning the 30% thing either. I would still like to see that come down for developers. I'm always for the smaller guy than I am the bigger guy. That's just my stance on that. But it's not going to happen legally. Uh, But enough attention comes to it. The public could push for it. When it comes to the cloud gaming thing, Apple will change. Um, Apple will be two to three years behind everybody else forever. It just seems like the case. I've had an Apple phone since 2007. I've had every single one that has come out. Um, so I know the deal with them, but the, the, the landscape and the gaming landscape is changing rapidly. Um, a year ago, cloud gaming was like, people were like, what? That's not even close. No, now we're, we're getting there and it's, it's growing quick. And, um, yeah, North America. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm not going to game on my phone. Um, but I have a buddy from the Philippines who watches every movie on his phone, plays, all his games on his phone, does everything on his phone. And he, and he has an iPhone and he wants to play all these other things that he can't, I can tell you he'll be changing. He's not yeah. going to yeah. gonna stick with that. So they've got to do something, but how fast will they do it? I, 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 don't, I don't have a lot of faith in Apple doing it quickly, but I hope it's by next year at the latest because I think this time next year, cloud gaming is, again, t- at least two times bigger than it is now and, and so on and so forth. And we do lack internet infrastructure in North America more than you would think. So a lot of people still don't have the internet to support these services. But over the next two to three years, you're going to see some nice changes, I think, and more internet available for more people, especially wirelessly and through cell, that they'll be able to play those things. So Apple's got to get on board and get all that kind of stuff done. But the whole Epic thing with that, I don't, I don't think they're doing anything with the 30. I do think they might be working on their own streaming type thing for games, and they want to jump in and get that changed so that they can be on, on iOS and things like that. Right. But they're probably a little ways out from doing that. Right. Okay. Anyone else want to add to this before we move to the next segment? I just want to say there's always an ulterior motive. Don't think yeah. that companies are doing things for oh, the yeah. best, the oh, best yeah. interest of you at the end of the day. They're, they're not. That's <laughs> what I was going to pocket. That's what I was going to say. If Epic are going to do something, please set an industry standard rate. So in the end, they can't change it in the future. So it goes across all companies right. and yeah. focused on cloud game or mobile. As far as the mobile gaming platform goes for Epic, just look at the state of play of the Epic Game Store in general. Uh, I don't think until the last year it had any form of good reputation. Uh, all I've heard was, you know, bad things, being hacked, not being able to purchase, double purchasing, you know, a whole host of issues. And if it's taken them that long to get right. their current store right, right, considering how fresh mobile gaming is and then they've got to get their mobile gaming store installed on however many millions of android and ios devices i think it'd be a really stupid move to be honest okay that's i i think it would be too but again you can never sleep in epic you know they will find ways to make money so that would not surprise me if they go that route honestly speaking 
All right, cool. Anyone else from the panel want to add to this? If not, we're going to be moving to Stadia News. Anyone else? What the Stadia News? (laughs) (laughs) So actually, that's something I do want to talk about. Uh, So as you guys know, uh, Google Stadia Read Tuesday they have the updates where they tell us what's you know coming for Google Stadia. And this Tuesday, I have to say, was a little underwhelming, right? If you are into playing Google Stadia, because they hardly let us know anything new that we didn't know previously. Um, so we got a release date with Rock of Ages 3, um, but before we get to that, I just want to know for you guys on the panel, where do you stand with Google Stadia right now? We know that the fall lineup is pretty impressive, right? We got Cyberpunk possibly coming. We have Assassin's Creed. We have NBA 2K. So I think they're set for the fall. But right now, State of Stadia, how would you guys rate it? Let's start with you, Chase. What would you say about Stadia right now? God, you just named the actual the patreon podcast i did over on uh for this week on stadia unfiltered it was literally the name of it was the state of stadia and i talked about oh, the really? ad. yeah that's, it's funny um yeah it's a mixed bag look there's a lot of good things about this platform and i don't i always look at both sides of it um again let me separate this out when i talk about this personally for me my use case i have no issues with it it runs great it fits everything that i need i don't have any problems with it I've never had any complaints about it other than I wish they would get mobile parties on there like ASAP. That's my only complaint. Other than that, everything else I've had, you know, a pretty good experience with on the consumer side of it though. It's a mixed bag. You know, we we know it runs, we know it works. It's the best version of cloud gaming that exists in the marketplace that there's no question. You can't argue that, but there's the other side of it. And I think this, this is where it's, it's been a roller coaster for them. And there's no consistency, unfortunately, in this. Their communication strategy is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Um, I don't want them to be quiet. Um, you know, them talking on Tuesday was better than saying nothing. But we're at a point now that we need a roadmap. And I, I think I have to keep going back to this multiple times. Is I think Jack Buser, God love him. He's one of the most honest people in the industry. I love the guy to death. I think he was the most honest person from Google this year. He did an interview with IGN and said, this has been a data collection phase. Uh, okay. If that's what this is, then say it, Google. Right. Say what it is this year. Just be honest with people and say it up front. Because if 2020 is a throwaway year, and that's fine. I don't Listen, for people that are already on the ecosystem, I think they'll accept it. I think they'll be fine with it. But you've got people out there that are dogging this thing, and you've got the, the general consumer marketplace that's trying to look at this and say, is this something where I want to go? And you've got all these weird communication things that are happening with it. You've also got people that are saying, okay, well, if I'm going to play FIFA and I'm going to play Madden, is it coming day and date to Stadia? Oh, it's not. Well, then I'll just go to the Xbox or the PlayStation instead. Right. So it, they're, they're in this uphill battle this year when, yes, it's a long-term strategy. And let me, let me be very clear. I know this is a long-winded explanation, but I promise I'm getting to a crescendo here. Yeah. It, 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 it's a long-term strategy. But first impressions in, in business mean everything. And sometimes it's very hard when you're trying to play a long-term game in business to say, I'm building something versus I'm digging my way out of something. And right now, Google is in the position where they're digging themselves out of a hole. They're not building something. Mm. And this next-gen console generation, it's, it's kind of drowning them out right now, even with them not having exclusives. That's what the talk is. 
and it's and it's going to continue to be that until Google comes out and sh- they have a hook. They have a reason that someone should come and be on the platform right now. And until that happens, I, I dare say sadly, and this this pains me to say again from the consumer side of it, they're not building something, folks. Yes, mm. they're, they're putting features on. They, they are. Yes, that is happening. No, no argument. But I think they're digging out of a position that they shouldn't have been in to begin with. Mm. And that's a much harder place to work from than it is from building something. Hmm. Nicely said. Nicely. I, that's, I've preached that too, right? When I streamed the launch of Stadia. Yeah, the PR definitely needs needs help. But yeah, good point of that. How about you, Jerry? What's your take on the state of Stadia right now? Yeah, agreed. Stadia has the best streaming tech in cloud gaming right now by far. I don't use them a lot for gaming, but I use them a lot for testing, of course, on the channel. And every time I go to mess with a game on Stadia or to, to work on a video for them, it's like, I remember why I like it. I go, I open up my browser, right. I right. click play on the game. I'm literally less than 10 seconds from the time I sit down to my already booted computer to the game loading up. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. Player base is a huge issue for me because there's not enough cross-play on there. So you either need a huge player base or a lot of cross-play features in, in the games. So you right. need a lot of games on there that are already cross-play. I've said many times they need Warzone and other games on there, and they need to spend some money to make that happen. Um, if I could play Warzone cross-play on Stadia, I would play Warzone on Stadia 90% of the time. I can right. tell you right away um, the way their controller works, their latency, everything. It's, it's fantastic. Um, the marketing's horrible. Uh, they are a console. They may be in the cloud, but they are a console, and they have not nurtured this thing and taken care of it like it was a console launch, and they should have. Mm-hmm. They've got no mascot, and I know that sounds funny, but they don't. They don't have a Mario or a Sonic or a Chief or Halo Chief, not you, Chief, or, <laughs> any, <laughs> or uh, you know, any of that stuff. They don't have any of it. They didn't have exclusives ready at launch. They didn't have a mascot ready. They had no marketing around a Bandicoot like PlayStation 1. They didn't have any of it. And that's been the huge holdback. And that's why Chase, like he's saying, instead of building this service for the past almost year, it's felt like it came out and then they started digging out right away for me and just trying to to get to a point where the consumer is going to want to go there and play and just not enough people want to. But it is a great service. It has a long ways to go and the fall games are going to be great, but they've got a ways to go for sure. Right. So I... I think it's interesting that you mentioned that and you too, Chase, because I did a video on this a while ago when Stadia first released, but the way Google operates is that they put out a product or a service and build onto it. And I was asking the question, right, is this a good model for Google Stadia? Because the gaming market is a beast, right? People have, yeah, they're very, very different. They have less patience for BS. So it's either you bring it or... You don't. And so I don't think this approach is clearly working for Google. And I think they need to think otherwise, think of a different way to go about this because it's not working. But I do want to hear from you, Holtz. What's your take on this? In my state of mind, I think Google's um, state is in a great place for me because if Google looks at my data, they go, here's a gamer who's bought six full price games, eight heavily discounted. He's made up for family sharing. He's made up for crowd play. We showed it in one of his favorite games. And he's telling us within this year, he's going to pre-order or buy another eight games. So they're going to look at someone like me and go, we can't be doing wrong in his mind, even though they're still getting a lot of hate. So to me, I'm really loving what they're offering for a game like me. Hmm. Good to hear. Good to hear. How about you, Chief? What's your take on this? 
I'm still waiting for Stadia to do something. And you know, I think the final nail in the coffin for me really was is the last couple of weeks. You know, we know crowd plays out there, we know YouTube streaming's out there. It's been out there a few weeks now, two, maybe three weeks. Still no announcements from the community stream, still nothing from Stadia on a roadmap. We know their PR and their marketing team is poor at best, but there's no hiding that they are testing these features. So why not just come out and tell us, you know, what the plan is, when it's actually going to come mainstream? I don't understand why they have to do all this cloak and dagger stuff. And as you say, the game world is far less, you know, patient when it comes to this sort of stuff. And right. you know, we're, we're approaching the tail end of the year now. And we still don't have a whole bunch of features that were promised to launch. And I think it's really, you know, the iterative development cycle is not a console development cycle. It's, I don't think it is working. But, right. you know, as others have said, it works. My kids play on Stadia more than I do, uh, usually the crew too. Um, right. So just being able to open my phone, say, play crew two on the dining room TV and watch them run off and start playing is great. <laughs> you know, I can't do that with anything else. I certainly can't do that with my PC or you know, if I had any other consoles. So the fact that I know that I can just press that button and I know that it's just going to work is great. But the lack of cross-play, I know we're going to come on to some of the other uh, news later, so I won't kind of go into it too much. But I think there's nothing that wants me to go back to Stadia right now. You know, Rogue Company's not there. Hyperscape's not there. A lot of the new games that are, you know, pushing people to do crossplay to you know, engage with their users or people and you know, be co-op players again, it's just missing. So I still feel that Stadia, as people have said, is playing catch-up. It's trying to dig itself out of a hole, and it doesn't have any of that games or any of those features to throw it out of that hole right now. And I'm just kind of waiting. I know it's going to work. I've got all my tech. I've got everything ready and waiting to go. I'm just waiting for them to give me something, a good reason to go back to it. Right, right. I think Sonny kind of said it best today in his um, grid stream. He was like, I need something shiny, right? Like, <sighs> normally he's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm content with just playing whatever Steady throws at me. But he was like, I think about this time is, is now that they offer another great game. It just feels like there's a big void from the last AAA title till what's going to come out in September with Avengers. I feel like they missed, missed the gap to definitely showcase something great. But enough of that. Duncan, where are you with this situation? Okay. Chias is sitting there. He's ready for this. <laughs> uh, I have actually moved over to I'm actually worried about Stadia now. I'm not deeply, deeply concerned, but I now have worries about Stadia going forward. We have seen over the last week, we, I know you can't take these as gospel, but they give you an indication of the player base of Stadia, and it is shockingly low. It is really, really low. Two of the pro games... I do, don't haven't got like five thousand people playing them, and Orcs Must Die and Destiny Two. That wow. 
Oh, yeah, this is Orcs Must Die since the data's reset. Only 5,000 people have added something onto the Apprentice one on level one, and the Apprentice is the most popular mode or the where the mode where most people play. Then we move on to the games coming into the into the fall here. How many of these games can you recommend to actually buy on Stadia? Can you recommend getting your fingers on Stadia a multiplayer game with no crossplay? Not yeah. a mission. Yeah. What about FIFA? What about Madden? If you're a big online player, can you, in your heart of hearts, recommend buying them games on Stadia without crossplay? Yeah. No. Right. I, I'm, I'm concerned, even though we're getting FIFA and we're getting Madden with no crossplay, it's a bit like, look, here's a game, and then people log in and play. Oh, there's nobody here to actually play with. Yeah. I'm waiting here just to get a match. Uh, Stadia needs a brand new marketing team, which we have said for <laughs> since even before launch, yeah. and we're talking November. Right. Uh, I'm ju I'm just really worried that people are just going to it's going to become a complete another afterthought. Look at the hype and how much people are actually excited for XCloud coming, and that's just a value added. That's not actually like a main. Right. It's, Stadia is in a difficult place, and I agree with Holtz here. Where yeah, if they look at my data, they say yeah, I'm buying games, I'm playing loads here. But that's just me and me and you and a few others. We're not talking thousands of thousands or tens of thousands of people actually sticking the the numbers in here. And here's something else to think about: this is a console, and it's out in the main markets in the, of America and Europe. It's out in and all, most of the big countries are, and the install base is I next know. to awful. This yeah. is a massive, massive worry for me. If you think, if it's just going to be going for the, the emerging markets, then it, it's going to be, are they going to play it? Yeah. When you've got all the other games where xCloud is getting pushed heavily in Korea and everywhere else, and, and India with the... The, the, the deals over there as well. I am starting to get uh, a little concerned about Stadia going forward and how long they're going to be in this for the long haul because the, there's no exclusive games coming. They've seemed to be cheaping out and all the marketing and uh, advertising and everything under the sun there, the stuff you actually need to get people onto the service that don't seem to care about. Again, I've said this before, I think they're in love with the technology and not actually in in love with the actual games. They, they, they forget about games are the most important thing of the platform, not the actual technology. Yeah. yeah. There's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> but just like I stated earlier, I feel like, again, the approach that Google took with Stadia is just not going to work, right? They approach Stadia like how they would approach any of their softwares, right? We'll put it out there and we'll fix it. Gamers don't have time for you to no. just fix it. If it were a Sega like, console, it would already be can't yeah. it would already be discontinued. I'm tired. Exactly. From experience. Uh, from a, true. For sure. True. And you, go ahead. No, go ahead, Ace. I have something to add to that, but I want to I'll wait. No, I think with what Duncan was saying, right, just if you look at all the countries that this is available, you think like the install base will be even bigger. But the sad part with all this is we've, you know, preached highly of like when Google Stadia free base becomes available, things are going to turn around for Stadia. 
guys, it's been how many months now? And we're not seeing that, you know? Even, I would say things have even gotten worse since free release as far as, like, people engaging with Stadia. So that is actually what has me really concerned right now. But Chase, go ahead. No, I, I think this goes back to the point I was making earlier, just to tie two things together. And it goes right into what, to segue what Duncan was saying is, this is why you need a roadmap. They right. needed a roadmap for this year to say, these are the marks that we're going to hit throughout the year. And again, people say, well, they're not, that, that nobody does that. That's false. Other gaming companies give roadmaps all the time without giving away what? Proprietary information. It happens, folks. This is not something that's un, like un, uh, unattainable or doesn't happen in the marketplace. And, and I think another interesting misstep, and, and Ace, I'm going to drop it here. I'm going to go ahead and throw it in this podcast yeah, too. Go ahead. There was a really interesting conversation that I saw on Twitter. Mm. And I'm, I'm not going to say who the Google employee was, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out here because this was a very interesting response. Somebody put out on Twitter from the community, they said that the uh, crowd play demos that were going out to other you know, streamers outside the Stadia community, and I'll, I'll tie this together, um, that it's not about the community. It's not about the existing users. And the Google employee liked that. Do you know what that says optically? It says that your, 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 your uh, user base that's currently on the platform doesn't matter. Hmm. That's what that says optically in PR. Hmm. And how they don't get this stuff it's, it's simple. It's a Silicon Valley mindset. It goes back to what Duncan was saying about, or actually, no, it was you, Ace, about this isn't a product. Right. Like they can't treat this like a Google Home or a Google Wi-Fi point. This is a right. gaming platform. It's much different. Right. And, and, I, and I think, again, that ties into the larger issue of it, that, that whole statement about, well, Crowdplay was given to streamers outside of the community, right, that only had right. maybe 10,000 or a million yeah, that's fine. That that makes sense that they did that and they were trying to use that for a mass exposure campaign. Hmm. But you can walk and chew gum at the same time. They could have also given the testing to people in the community as well because what does that show? It shows goodwill. It that's shows great. that you want to be engaged with your current user base rather than liking a comment that says it's not about us right. because then you're saying to your users, you don't matter. Like it's so – like again, I come from a marketing background. This is simple stuff, y'all. We're not right. talking about like next level economics. <laughs> you know, this is this is the basic PR and marketing conversation points that right. you should be able to hit. Right. Yeah, it's just also mind boggling. It's mind boggling. Yeah. Also, consumers are saying the same though, aren't they? They're saying, "Well, we don't we don't care about you, Stadia, because we can get these games anywhere else." Anywhere so else. they're not showing the support to support Stadia for them to say, "Well, the community, you support us, we'll support you." Right. So it's a double edged sword. It absolutely is. I just I think that there's there's so many ways that they could be tackling because again, what is this all about at the end of the day? They want to generate new users onto the platform. There's better ways to do it than what they're doing right now, and I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Make your current users happy, and they'll tell people to get on. All right. So I'm, I'm reading the comments. Uh, go ahead, Duncan. I was just going to just add one wee thing about the lack of communication this week. Uh, I, there's a game. There's two games coming out next week, isn't there? They could have mentioned that in the blog. We've yeah, yeah. Super hot. Mind control right. delete. It's coming right. out, and we also have P PGA's coming out next week as well. Right, right. Top of my head. So yeah. two games. Sure, Duncan. They, they haven't mentioned it. Hmm? Said again, chief. Said have they? I've not mentioned. They've not mentioned anything. 
Yeah, can't be uh, happening. Google's it, not sending it, There's two easy wins there, which I could have put in their Tuesday blog or even on the Thursday one, which we didn't even get this week. We've got two games coming out next week. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I they, don't, they don't build hype well. Uh, and here's so, the thing as well. And, uh, so expectations in the Stadia community compared to the GeForce Now community. Yeah. 11 games came out, uh, which we're going to talk about later in the podcast for GeForce Now. And GeForce Now community, boo, this is awful. We want more games. We want better games. And, and in uh, Stadia community, if any, if any one of them games came out, it would be flipping balloons and everything. There would be a parade and everything. <laughs> that, is so uh, true. that is so true. It just shows you the expectations are completely yeah. out from whack. But does the data show that people are not playing single-player experiences or are we only attacking Stadia because they don't have the online presence? Well, well, well I think I think here's the... And that's actually a really good point, Holt. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think the, the problem that it comes down to is what is going to cause someone to pick up Stadia? And I, and I think in the beginning, the argument was a valid argument. It's the, it's the, the user base out there that doesn't want to pay a subscription for a catalog of games. They just want to buy the, the FIFA and the Call of Duty each year, and that's it without having to get a console. Th- that, that, believe it or not, that demographic exists. There are people that that's what they want. So they mm. could hit that market. The issue comes in is, like, like everybody has said, there's no cross-play. So if your user base is low, you're not going to get the games. And if you're not getting it day and date, then that you've lost that user. They're going to say, well, then screw it. I'll just go buy the $500 console so I can play it in August when then you're going to be playing it in January. I don't want to wait until then. And I know that's an extreme example, but I'm just trying to point out that that's, that's the dilemma that, that you're running into here. But that's a good point, Holtz. Yeah, yeah. But, man, you guys, I, I feel like, are hitting it right, right on. Um, you know, like, my whole thing with Stadia right now is what is dear to play? I know I have a bunch of bad catalog, but I think what you were saying um, – Duncan with GeForce Now and Stadia fans just being really different where GeForce Now they get games and just like we still waiting for, you know, GTA and uh, what's his uh, name to come back to the platform. But my thing with Stadia is I booted up, right? It's like what to play. I mean, the games that they offer, especially like the pro games, Wave, what is it? Wave Breaker, Wave Race, but what's, what's the uh, break? Yeah. I mean, that game was one of my most anticipated games to come to Stadia for the summer. And, like, that game has no substance. Disappointment on Ace's face when he did that video. Whatsoever. And then, Orsmus Die 3 is is a great game. But the thing is, like, after a while, there's just no substance. And then, to top it off, if you do want to get into, like, a multiplayer game on Google Stadia... If it doesn't have cross plat like you see people still playing the division too because they can find people to play that game with. Like Breakpoint just had an update to where you can use, you know, AI's teammates. Sounds great and all, but I still can't play the PvP element of that game. And I feel like that's an issue that people are having with Stadia. Just no one, just no one to play multiplayer games with and the games that they're offering are not really meaty. I mean, the meaty games that we got were GTA, Assassin's Creed, not GTA, Red Dead, Assassin's Creed, and, you know, the Tomb Raider games. But ever since then, we haven't really got, like, meaty AAA titles. 
And I feel like that's kind of what's lacking for Google Stadia a little bit right now. But I think that should roll us into the the FIFA conversation. But you know, the whole lack of crossplay, you know, you would have thought that they would have learned their lesson yeah. from previous games. You know, the Division Two has worked massively. It's still right. going, it's still going very strong. Right. If I didn't have UPlay Plus, I would be playing Division Two on Stadia, hands right. down. You know, right. Stream Connect, Instant Play. You know, I'd be there. But you know, we know that Legion is going to have those features. So hopefully that will bring a load of people back and right. having cross-play. You know, they're hinting at there being more than just the four-player co-op for Legion. So there's some potentially really exciting things coming there. Right. And for that to be on Stadia, you know, fingers crossed, we have Stream Connect with Legion. That would be absolutely awesome right. for the co-op play. Right. But again, no information. So we're just you know, in full speculation land for the next two months because we know that Stadia is not going to say anything about that game until probably the day it launches it's just one of those things and you know we've got all these other games as duncan said coming out most of which are single player or you know not going to be cross play and i hate to say it but as we had the conversation earlier and you're saying about the quality of pro games the pro games feel a bit like apple arcade (laughs) they think that they're the best games in the world for this like minimal fee until you go and use them and then uh, as yeah. you said you play them for like five minutes you're like nah nah done yeah anyway uh, just i duncan mentioned announcement and how you know i th- you guys remember the connect right we were talking about how it was kind of lackluster and then i think the following week on tuesday they gave us the announcement of what like five games coming to pro and two of them um. were unexpected or something like that i'm just like why didn't you guys announce that at the connect and the mobile you know? phone yeah the mobile the- yeah yeah it's just again the pr and communication something that they need to just fix or are they gonna keep running to issues like this and not just that, but you actually had to find the connect when we were going to watch it. Like, you, you, like they're not even good at promoting their own connect. You had to go make sure it was the right one yeah. from them. And go ahead. Well, and to Jerry's, to Jerry's point on this is they walked into an audience talking to casual gamers, but the audience was mid and hardcore gamers. That's what the E3 style yes. press conference yeah. is. It, 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 they're just tone deaf. They don't understand who they're talking to. And I, I, I know when people, and I think this is where I've had a split and where people don't understand what I mean by this. And it's not me trying to be, um, not understand other people's points. But when I say that Google doesn't know how to talk to people, I'm not saying that they don't know how to talk to maybe somebody that might already be on the platform. What, what I'm talking about is they don't know how to talk to this demographic and this demographic. Because right. they got to talk to all of them. It, we've seen in the historical context of platforms, when platforms have focused on one purchasing demo, they have failed. And you can't just focus on casual gamers. You've got to speak to all of them. And just because you sprinkle in a Sekiro or this or that, that doesn't mean that that's not who your primary focus is on. Right. So I, they, they just... I'm sorry, everybody's been spot on. I, I agree. They learned nothing from the Xbox One launch when they lost hardcore gamers to PlayStation 4 yeah. after Xbox exactly. 360 was dominating. Google could have just looked at history and right. saw what was going to happen with that. Right, exactly. Yeah, but sure. I think people only supported like Xbox One because they had online players like FIFA and Call of Duty where the PlayStation did have exclusives over Xbox. So I think a lot of people only support a platform because they can play online. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that's, that's what I think. 
it's a big deal. But to and, me, with FIFA, I just yeah. want to play with a handful of friends. I don't yeah. really care if I can connect with thousands upon millions of people. I just want to have five friends I play FIFA with, and that's it. Instant You're access. Fortunate that you have friends on Stadia, because not a single one of mine in real life will switch ever to start to play until something big happens it's all xbox playstation and pc so i yeah. i can't play with friends on stadia well, <laughs> i think Holtz has probably you know, alluded to that one yeah. they're probably not on stadia yeah. so the fact that there is no cross play means that well, he still can't play with his friends on FIFA. well with Holt, like with holtz i mean holtz like your situation i think a lot of people's situations that that are again are looking at it from the positive side of stadia i think your use case fits it there's nothing wrong with that I think that the issue is what's the what's the long term trajectory for this platform, and, and if you want to see it succeed, I think we've all got to step outside the bubble and start holding Google accountable and say we need better, because we need your that five friend base to turn into ten and fifteen and twenty and thirty for this thing to succeed long term, and that's 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 the question for this thing. I just right. want to throw that in there. So, no, I think like we. Stay, I think a roadmap will help Google out really, really badly. Wait, just where to take Stadia next. People, people want to know what's coming, and I feel like a roadmap will be really helpful. I right, let's move <laughs> from Stadia for poor Stadia, man. Let's put a bandit on that. We roadmap. just want to see it succeed. I mean, yeah, I that's the only reason I get frustrated is because I love it, but I need to see some more. I want to want to see it succeed. Agreed. True. Yeah, yeah, and I just want to say to Chase's point, you know. We they do need to look at hardcore gamers because you know they say they're targeting casual gamers, but they've probably got more of a market of hardcore gamers who are really wanting to you know push the limits of games and what they can do with some of these like awesome features that they tout. But you know we just can't get the users to do it. True, true. All right, so let's move to Rock of Ages, another pro game they released. Do just have to. yeah, okay, let's move on then. No, I'm just. <laughs> No, I just want to know, like, you guys, yeah, I haven't played it. So if you've played it, just say yes and let us know about your experience. Whoever who's played it, go ahead. No. Oh, wow. Okay. 15 minutes is all I played it so far before the show. And I probably won't boot it back up. It's not my kind of, not my cup of tea, if you will. Yeah. When did it become claimable? Yesterday. Yesterday. Friday. Okay. So. That again, probably means it's not going to get claimed for me. Again, these are the pro games, like I was saying, just mediocre, lackluster, and just not really that fun to play. I mean, great were the days where we got guilt and grid, you know, <laughs> you know, like for for pro. We need we need more of those type of you know pro deals. I claimed Strange Brigade, and I still haven't booted out yet. Same. I think I played it for like ten minutes. I. They just need some games with really good core mechanics. Like if they can find that kind of a game, it doesn't matter what the the graphics look like. Like look at Fall Guys. <laughs> I mean that that game has exploded, and it doesn't have. Again, why is it exploded? Because the core gameplay is phenomenal. Even uh, though it why is not it not on Stadia? Well, yeah, I I I, I agree because it's yeah. it's crossplay. Right? No, it's uh, crossplay. It's a, it's a temporary exclusive. It's got the lovely wee wording on it. Uh, we're looking to bring it to other platforms soon. Yeah. So, okay. so it's got a it's got a temporary, and it looks like it's coming to Stadia as well. But yeah. if that doesn't have crossplay, that is Daffy. It doesn't. Uh, have, <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't have crossplay right now. Actually, no. I, oh okay, all right. Yeah, so 
that's, that's that's on PC. It's, it's only PC. So it's yeah. yeah, maybe it'll get it by the time they release on other platforms. If Stadia got Fall Guys with crossplay, that would actually be pretty oh, cool. I would play it on there in a heartbeat. Really cool, but cross our fingers, <laughs> we'll see that in Stadia. All right, let's move to GeForce Now news, guys. Uh, so you guys know, fourteen games have been officially released for GeForce Now. We got some a killer bundle which I'm really excited about, even though I'm not a big Hyperscape play, I still think the deal is amazing for what you get. And then we have, of course, Hyperscape releasing on GeForce Now. Just want to know for you guys on the panel, what's your take on the GeForce Now news for this week? We can talk about all these games, but um, I'm sure you guys have watched videos with Jerry and myself making in the GeForce Now news. But what's your take on GeForce Now news? We'll start with you, Holtz. Well, to me, when I look at them numbers, I think all them games are lackluster, apart from South Park, The Fractured Butthole. And I give a round of applause. I, like I give a round of applause. <laughs> because now I can sort of go on my travels and pull out my phone. And because it's turn-based, I'm not really focused in it. Oh, I can sort of slowly progress, chuckle a little bit. It's a game that I thought I wouldn't enjoy, but I love it for all the wrong reasons. So I'm happy to see that come to the platform. So I haven't played that game yet, but someone's telling me it has like an RPG element to it. Yeah, yeah, it's got RPG elements. You can sort of like cast slow, fire, and and sort of all the characters are dressed like Marvel or DC characters. So they've sort of got like special abilities, but in a South Park style. That is crazy. (laughs) How about you, Jerry? What's your take on the GeForce Now news for this week? It's a good week for GeForce now. I mean, it was a little, little, little rough last week, but that's right. how it goes. Definitely, especially with Stadia having a slow week, this really was a good one for GeForce now. The Hyperscape bundle, I was actually going to bed when I saw it, so I made a video and put it up because I just thought it deserved its own video. I right. thought that was a fantastic deal. 25 right. bucks, season one Hyperscape, and six months of Founder's Edition which will probably have the new cards by the time you get into that point. So you're looking at a really, really good deal with that. It's good for Hyperscape because people that might not have played it and just wanted GeForce Now are probably going to boot it up because they have the season pass. It's just, it's likely to happen. And then vice versa, just being like, oh, I was going to buy it anyway. So I'll do it this way through GeForce Now and try the service. And I can tell you, GeForce Now keeps getting better. The more right. I play on it, the latency is getting better. The picture quality, even though it's still 1080, 60, has been feeling better for me. Um, they're doing things to, to keep working on the service. And I thought it was a great week. And I also thought that Remnant and South Park, of course, and Warface were good additions. I know there's a huge player base on Warface, actually. And, uh, of course, South Park and Remnant is free on Epic. So it's a game yeah. you can go. If you haven't tried, go claim it. Play yeah. it for free. Plus, you signed up for Hyperscaping. Got six months free of GeForce Now. I mean, it's a there's two games and free subscription right there. Go play and have a ball. So I think it was a good week for them. Seriously. Something people should note, too, is you can actually, people. some people ask me, can you play, is it a free service, cloud gaming service, where you can play free games on? And if you really do the math, you can actually claim a game for free on Epic and then use the free um, GeForce Now tier and play that game seriously you can play games for free with geforce now yeah even with the restrictions it's a fantastic way to let people try the service and it works really well yeah absolutely absolutely don't forget it's got a load of free to play games like warframe and um 
play. Yeah, you, yeah, you can play a lot yeah, for Apex. free yeah. on right. GeForce now. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah, just the star stuff. Destiny Two is free on uh, yeah, GeForce now. That's true. True. So there we go. How about you, Chief? What's the take on this GeForce Now news? You know, I was getting worried about GeForce Now a while ago because you know the whole opt-in saga followed by like three games being added and then eight being removed and yeah, yeah. i thought we we're all going backwards <laughs> i think they've started picking up pace they've obviously had this one in the back pocket and they've just been keeping it quiet you know it was quite funny to see people shirking at um hyperscape being removed from geforce now and starting <laughs> to get all a bit antsy without actually checking that the open beta finished. Yeah, that was a funny one. <laughs> it's like, okay, guys, calm down. You know, Check that the game is actually still out before right. you do that. And then obviously they said, you know, we've got a surprise coming for you. Keep your eye out on yeah. uh, launch day for Hyperscape. Yeah. And sure. then, yeah, what a deal, you know? $25 for about $90 worth of stuff. So if you were going to play Hyperscape, I actually know somebody who said I was going to buy the Hyperscape season one pass anyway right. but now i've just bought it through geforce now because now yep. i've got six months geforce now and the hyperscape bundle and i've just saved like 50 dollars. so you know, it was an absolute no-brainer so kudos to geforce now right and you know they've been saying that they're going to be trying to onboard all the epic free games or whatever ones opt in right. and remnant if you look at the reviews of remnant it it's is an absolutely game. awesome game yeah so for the fact that it's gone free on epic and same day it's been available on GeForce now. Absolutely awesome. Right. Um, I'll certainly be having a look at it because it does look like an awesome game. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move to Chase. What's your take on um, GeForce Now news? Well, I mean, I think everyone's kind of encapsulated it really well. I think this is actually how you do a really good marketing campaign of drawing in a, a user base. Right. Um, so I think this is great for them. Um, I still am going to hold the position that I've held for a while that their stance that you can only be limited to six hours on that, that uh, advanced tier, yeah. that is not going to be able to work long-term. And I know, I know why they're doing it. They don't have enough blades yet. And it, it makes sense. They're trying to limit how many players are on at any given time. Yeah. But if they want to be a successful platform long-term, that's got to change. Right. Um, that, that cannot stand for another two or three years. But again, going back to the positive side of this, I, I think they were in a really tough spot. Marchief mentioned it about that they kind of they lost games. They had that opt-in program, which really looked, again, optically really bad for them when you started seeing people not right. opting in and <laughs> leaving the platform. But they're slowly starting to get some games back. And I, I think that um, if they can just fix their... Um, their pricing structure and their long-term business plan. Cause I still don't think economically it makes sense. I think that they are going to run into some issues long-term with that, but if they can fix those things, they're in a really good spot. I mean, they're adding, they're adding new games that are what the popular games in the now that's how you, and, and they're bundling them. They're finding ways to say, look, we're going to help you save money. So yeah. here's how we're going to do it. And, and we're going to give you the founder's, tier where you get those you get the six hours right with that right the, uh, the advanced tier so you get that included i mean yeah. that's i i can't hate on that i mean business wise from that strategy they're doing a really good job on the long-term strategy i think they still got to make some changes right true true so before we get to you duncan um you mentioned something earlier that i just thought about as people were talking about the GeForce now news but you said it's an event coming, right, uh, in September. 
first where you know you're hoping for them to really take cyberpunk seriously and you know like advertise that would you how about right if cyberpunk is a deal like <laughs> the cyberpunk deal right for 25 26 dollars you get i don't know if they'll ever do that but i'm just saying like that would be pretty dope and i think a lot of people will hop on GeForce now they might have to pay for that and take a loss for it but talk about a way to get people on GeForce now if they offer a deal like that what's your take on that Duncan I think that would be an amazing deal because I think you would get a lot of people on the studio side who would be absolutely tempted by that as well that would oh, be yeah. eating and now you could see people going you have 40 50 quid six months GeForce now plus that yeah I would I would take that I would go for that right right yeah, I think that could, that could be a possibility. Uh, with the GeForce Now news of the week, and also uh, all over on Cloudy with a Chance of Games uh, plug, uh, we, we broke uh, that Immortal Shell is going to GeForce Now at uh, yeah. launch. So that is the big game coming out next week, which is a Souls-like game. With, wow. the, game, with the games coming out uh, this week, on GeForce now, I think it was a bumper week there. You've got Hyperscape, you've got the free game off Epic with Remnant, you got uh, I'm not going to pronounce some of these names because I can't uh, we've got Neon Abyss I think that is an amazing game and it's well, well worth picking up Holtz has said about uh, South Park uh, the escapists. Uh, one thing which is maybe getting overlooked slightly is Two Point Hospital has come back on the GeForce now and uh, if you remember who mixed uh, Two Point Hospital? Sega, right? Sega, so Sega is starting yeah. to put, come back onto the system as well. So there's lots of positives. And I, uh, like uh, you all were saying, I started really playing GeForce Now as my platform of choice over the last number of weeks. I think it is absolutely bonkers now and it's really really playing well and I could say, argue that some of the games actually look and play better than they do in Stadia but we don't mention that too much uh, <laughs> some of them are actually playing really really well and I right. love the implementation of the I just have to get the right term, the highlights the highlights is flipping amazing if you're sitting there and you get do a kill or do uh, you get your achievement in some of the games right. uh, it just records it and then you can post it why the hell isn't Stadia doing that right. as well? Right. But I, I, I'm really, oh, really... Back to Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... Back to Stadia. No, it's just so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. just because you can... It's just so frustrating. But yeah, I, I'm really enjoying my time in GeForce now at the moment. Right. No, Hyperscape, I believe, was another game added to the NVIDIA Highlights feature. So, yeah. again, it's, yes. it's, it's a pretty cool feature. Oh, and Rogue Company. That's why. Wow. Huh? And Rogue Company. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Rogue Company plays really well on GeForce. Rogue yeah. Company has highlights. Yeah. We were I, just going to name another uh, Stadia creator, um, but 6-4. He was uh, streaming this game on his channel, and this was the coolest thing I ever seen. But Chase was on there too, and so he was playing. Uh, Chase, you were playing on your Xbox. He uh, was PlayStation. 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 Yeah. And then uh, who else do we have on there? He was playing on his Xbox, right? And then we had someone. I was playing on GeForce Now through um, 
through my my phone but crust oh no he was on he was on switch switch yeah so we had like four different platforms playing this game and we were all like that is the future of gaming for sure but a system that was missing was stadia right anyway just let's keep moving all right so i just wanted to respond to chase's uh, long-term strategy for geforce now um i've said it before in other podcasts chase i don't know if you caught it but nvidia is a server company so I think GeForce now is just a way of them flexing their server muscles and muscles, their showing right. off their cards. Yeah. I don't ever think that they plan on really making any real money from it. I think that they're just using it to use up the backstock, make sure that they've got people interested in NVIDIA. I think they are much more of a marketing company and using NVIDIA GeForce now as a marketing strategy to keep NVIDIA on people's minds and tout things like highlights geforce experience uh the rtx ray tracing capabilities you know putting that in the hands of people that can't afford them right now but then everybody looks at it and thinks ah do i want an amd card or do i want one of those awesome rtx cards that can do all this amazing things so i think that's their long-term strategy i don't think geforce now price is ever really going to go up that much because i i believe and i know that from fiscal years and the stats that they put out they make far more money than anybody else when it comes to server architecture and chipsets so i think you know geforce now would always just be a marketing campaign for them yeah the the only thing i was going to add on to that i I think you're absolutely right um but it always comes down to money so if they hemorrhage more than they bring in don't be surprised if prices go up and i think the same thing is going to happen with xCloud, by the way. They can't keep that price point at where they're going to keep it. It all comes down to keeping those blades and those server infrastructures up when you're running them. So, What yeah. do you think about the 999 it's supposed to go to when this 499 promotion's over? Is that a more sustainable long-term, right? Because, I mean, even Stadia is 999 for Pro. Yeah. So, And I would have no problem continuing 999, especially since I get six months after my 499 runs out now. So, Yeah, I think I think for GeForce, anything between uh, 999 and 1499 yeah. is probably the sweet spot for them. Definitely. Um, anything above that is just, you know, uh, <laughs> icing on the cake, if you yeah. will. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. Cool. True. True. All right. Let's hop onto, uh, X cloud, just looking at the time, making sure we are respecting the time. So X cloud news this week, again, um, want to make some time for you guys to, if you guys have questions, so start prepping that in the comments, just let us know what questions you guys might have. Um, but for xCloud news, uh, the Game Pass beta was officially announced a little early, right? We They announced that, I think, last week that it was Game Pass was going to be releasing September 15th, right, with xCloud included in it. But this last week, they just let us know that, hey, you know, if you have Game Pass, you can actually test out the beta. And we all hopped on, made videos on that. But just want to know, have you guys tried that beta? And what's your take on the Game Pass beta right now? So we'll start with you, Chief. What's your take on that? Uh, I did a video earlier this week on this, actually. Um, Because I've been fortunate to be part of the uh, Xbox game streaming beta that they put out on Android. Um, And they suffered severe latency issues, obviously 720p, you know, quality even on android was not great long load times and then they launched how 
Bound, I think it is. I keep getting the name wrong because there's how point, how point, how bound. There's loads of them. So, um, but how bound was the first game that they launched with touch controls? Oh, and yeah. it was atrocious. You know, I could <laughs> literally like move my thumb left and then count the seconds before yeah. my character moved. It yeah. was it's like seriously, what is going on? How could they release a game yeah. like this? Now, yeah. Fortunately, obviously, it's in the closed beta. So when it came to the, you know, they've put the Xbox Game Pass beta out. I thought, okay, you know, has it improved? Has the latency improved? Well, the load speeds have improved. The latency on controller has definitely improved touchscreen controls have disappeared <laughs> so they obviously are not confident enough to put that into the kind of open beta so it'll be interesting to see you know how they progress with that because right. you know geforce now doesn't support touch controls yeah so are they just going to keep that xbox game pass well you should have an xbox right so you should have an xbox controller so use that so yeah. i think maybe they're going to stay away from the touchscreen controls which i think would probably be a good thing for now but overall it's definitely the slowest. It's definitely the worst looking. It's $15 a month if you want to even use it right now in the beta state. So yeah. I think they've got a long way to go. They need to look at getting that Xbox One S back-end infrastructure up and running ASAP. Because if they launch with the way it is, nobody's going to care. They're just going to install it and forget. Right, right. Okay, good, good point. How about you, Jerry? What's your take on the... Game Pass. So knowing that I have an iPhone, right? So <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I haven't gotten to do much with that, and I am waiting for September 15th. I will be testing on some on some devices, and I'm in the midst of getting some more devices that can run it, just so I can test it. But I will say, on the positive side, uh, Microsoft is not releasing XCloud or adding it to Game Pass to compete with cloud gaming. They're doing it as an add-on service to help their existing customer right. base already. Right. It's a great way to dip their toe, to start testing it. I understand it, it has plenty of issues. I'll probably run into all those next month. Um, but the fact that anyone who has Game Pass is already paying $14.99 a month. Yep. So they're just giving you that feature for free. So if yep. you look at it from that standpoint, and that maybe, like I've said before, you're, you're out at the park or the beach, and maybe you can load up Gears or something or Halo and play around a little bit. Uh, Halo's delayed. Let's not talk about that. So it's, it's still a great thing for existing Xbox customers. I don't think they're putting it out thinking they're going to gain more customers from this. I think it's just to put it out as a feature for who right. already has Game Pass. And I think in that aspect, is actually really good. You can't complain about another free, free feature. And then give them a couple of years to get where they need to get. And I bet you'll see a standalone service as well. But they wouldn't want to launch that right now because they would look stupid. Right, right. Good point. Holds, what's your take on this? Well, as I said in the previous weeks, $14.99 is a bit too expensive for what I want because all I want is a standalone tier for xCloud where I can buy my games from the Microsoft Store or the Xbox Store and I can access it through Game Pass Game Streaming. That's, mm. all, that's all I want. But this week, seeing the likes of Final Fantasy VII and Darksiders Genesis come to the service, I'm like, oof, I would play them for at least maybe 70 hours between the two. So, but part of me is upset that it doesn't come to iOS because that is where I would want to play my Game Pass and xCloud. On. Right, right. Good points. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on this? Uh, I have only briefly played before that on the xCloud. My mobile phone's 
I'm an iPhone person. My work phone, which we don't mention, uh, is an Android phone, and it, it doesn't play it too well. Uh, but uh, it's a bit, it's a bit jerky and whatnot. So is Stadia. So it's it's uh, it's a phone rather than the, the service. Uh, but again, I think as everybody else has sort of alluded to, uh, Microsoft are playing this smart. Well, well, other people, we're not going to mention the S word again. While other people are acting stupid and doing bad marketing thing, they're right. marketing it as a value added rather than uh, a pure uh, service. So it's they, they they get a buy ball basically while they're where they're getting everything up to up to speed. We're not charging you this. You're just paying that Xbox game or Xbox right. Live Ultimate. They're being really, really clever with the way they're getting rolling this out. Xbox will become a big thing, but they're just being really smart on how they're right. actually doing things. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll t- I want to know, Chase, what, what, what's he taking? I do have a lot to say about what you said, though, Duncan. Chase, what's he taking? There? Yeah, I'll I'll keep the other point I made earlier kind of concise, and then I'll just say one other thing about this. Um, I think it's good. Um, I think they did an excellent job with their advertising campaign. Right. Uh, that's right. something that Google should have done. Right. Um, I think that the fourteen ninety nine price point will not last forever. They're not going to be able to give you all those games and X Cloud at that price. Uh, my my guess is in the future they'll split it up where it's an add-on so it'll be 14.99 for ultimate and if you want to add on xcloud it'll be 9.99 that's the only way that it makes economic sense because i think at one point or another (laughs) microsoft is good at this they're going to get everybody over onto that series x and as soon as they've got a high enough install rate they're going to go well guess what we're now opening up xcloud where you can buy individual games if you want that's going to happen at some point so i i think the services going to mature it's not where it needs to be i'm absolutely going to check it out on the 15th i'm curious about it um and that's kind of where i see it right now i i think um i just don't think long term i know i've said that a lot tonight it's just some of these business these business uh strategies that they're, they're things that just long term they don't make sense mm-hmm. so i think they're just trying to get people on there they're trying to get a user base and then they're going to say at some point oh well the price is going to go up and it's going to be like the movie pass strategy you've ever heard that before get millions of users and then oh okay well if we lose you know a hundred thousand oh well you know it's not that big of a deal right oh great points and yeah i do duncan and chase something you guys mentioned the market and i feel like it's on point right people know what they're getting from day one right it's just in addition i think you said this too jerry it's in addition to what you're getting already from uh, xCloud, right? It's a way to just play the games that you would normally play on Game, game Pass and Cloud. Just clear. People know what they're getting and the price point of it. Again, something that the other company failed to do. But my thing with this whole thing, and, and again, I made a video about this, is that they had about nine months with the game streaming beta that they launched. And I feel like, kind of like what Chief was addressing, I don't see a lot of improvements. So my thing is like, what the heck were you guys working on with this beta? Yeah, we can make the argument that COVID might have slowed things down for their progress. But to me, we still have a 720, you know, display. You still can't play it in 1080. Uh, you know, it's, it's still limited to 720. You can only still play it on Android device. I know they were trying to get an iOS. Maybe that's what they were doing. And that took way a lot of the time and in the end it just did not work out but the fact that you still cannot play this on a windows device 
and Mac, but let's just say specifically Windows. It's like, what the hell were y'all working on with this beta, right? Microsoft owns xCloud, Microsoft owns Windows, so why is this not a thing yet? But again, like I've stated in the video, the way I play xCloud and host, this might relate to you because you were talking about $15 really expensive. If you have Shadow, you can pay $5 a month to get access to Game Pass and PC. That's exactly what I'm doing. Games on Shadow. I feel like that is a bad experience. You get to play it uh, 1080p plus. You know, you get to mess around with the frame rates and resolutions. I just feel like... And you can play on iOS. iOS, boom, Mm -hmm. there you go. So I feel like that's a bad experience, honestly speaking. So realistically, I'm kind of disappointed with this beta. I thought they would would have made a lot of progress by now. But, you know, it's a good thing for people who already own Game Pass because, again, you don't have to... You you get it for free essentially, so that's that's my take on this whole situation. Um, anyone else want to add to Xbox? What what do we call this now? Do we call it Xbox Game Streaming <laughs> or Game Pass? What, what's this called now? Game Pass Game Streaming is it? Is game that, Pass. Is that game it? Pass. Game. No, that's not what it was. Game Pass. Nice. Game. That's... Xbox Game Pass Xbox. <laughs> I I don't know. But I don't know. Here's a feature that I want to see. I yeah. want us to be able to create game lists in um, xCloud. And then every time we open this game list, it shows us how long we've got until the game leaves the library. So it sort of, sort of gives us a nudge. So, yeah, that's something that's not been mentioned, actually. And I was surprised to see this when I opened up my Xbox Game Pass not so long ago. It was, hey, play these games. Leaving soon. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean, leaving soon? <laughs> So game do leave on Xbox Game Pass, so you guys know that. So I'm sad to see Devil May Cry leave, but if it was on a game list that told us it's leaving in four weeks, I would have definitely played it. It does. There is a leaving soon list. It doesn't say how long, I think. It's just soon. But that's the thing. They don't give you a date. It would be good to know how soon is soon, right? They just said leave it soon and no date. Uh, after I have I have noticed on PlayStation Nine they're actually giving you a countdown clock, so oh. so they are telling you how many days you've got left. I actually, was messing about with PlayStation Nine, and it tells you. Yes, yeah, they need to do that with X Cloud or X, <laughs> X, X. I'm gonna call it X Cloud. X Cloud. That's what that's we're all gonna call it. X Cloud for a long time yeah. until they can think of a better name than Xbox Game Pass Cloud right. Streaming or some whatever it is. Now. It's crazy. It's crazy. You don't want to be in the middle of a game when you're on that list that says coming soon, and all of a sudden it's just like your TV got shut off. You're like, what's going on? I'm so <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they just didn't call it. Like, why they call it Xbox? I don't know why they doesn't call it Xtreme. Just Xtreme. Yeah. It sounds simple. Extreme, yeah, I know. Extreme. It's because they got game streaming from the Xbox. They've kind of screwed themselves over. So yeah. now they're like, oh, cloud game streaming? Oh, no, what do we do? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I hope they figure it out, though. All right, so we're going to move uh, to the last section of this podcast, which is Shadow. Again, our Shadow guy is not here to give us in, you know, inside insight, but I can tell you, based on what I know, there has not been any news for Shadow this week, unless you guys know something that I don't. Um, because there's no news, I just want to ask the panel, have you guys been using Shadow? Have you guys been playing it? 
if so, what games and how has Shadow been for you guys this week? So to start, Jerry, what's you taking Shadow this week? Yeah, I mean, as always for me, Shadow Shadow works really well, uh, especially here where I'm at on the U.S. East Coast. My latency is fantastic. My picture quality is usually good. Um, no, no real issues with Shadow. I actually finished talking about playing Shadow on iOS to play Xbox games. I actually found the time and finished beating Gears 5 on my phone through Shadow, and that was really cool. Um, I have a new problem. I got to see what happens with Avengers on Shadow on release day because I've tried to play the beta, and the boost tier's CPU is so underpowered, it stays at 100% the entire time, and you get huge freezes and stutters, and it's absolutely unplayable. Whereas I've played it on the max settings 1080 and 2080 just fine. I've played it on my RTX 2060 local build just fine. I even played it a little bit on my Ryzen 2600 1050 Ti build, and it ran with that okay. So Shadow, if this game still doesn't run on Shadow on launch day, if the CPU optimization is not better, I'll be making my first video ever saying the first game Shadow cannot run. And I don't want to have to do that. But it looks like it's going to happen if something serious doesn't happen with that release. I was very frustrated I couldn't even make a video on it because the game just absolutely will not run. Interesting. I haven't tried the beta. So the beta... I mean, I like the beta. I'm really hyped for Marvel Avengers as well. But the fact that Shadow's doing this is a real issue for them with their underpowered CPU on the boost here. Yeah. You know, you would think that, um, you know, just the, the boost should be able to handle... The, the beta at least you know just make it playable i'm surprised their cpu it. scores under a 1600x wow um yeah that four core eight thread uh xeon 2678 they have on their boost here is is really bad wow. um the the quadro p5000 graphics card that's like around a 1080 to a 1080 ti and it, it, it's pretty close to that um is fine but there are a lot of games you'll play, and that card will be running at 50, 65%, and the CPU can't push it. And then we get a new game like Marvel hit it, and the CPU says, no, no way. I'm not even going to try to run this for you. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that stinks. That's a bummer. <laughs> I'm hoping the release is better, but I don't have high hopes after seeing everything I saw today playing it on so many systems, and then it just not being able to run on there at all. Interesting. Okay. There's so, your shadow news. Yeah. Might be the first game that doesn't run on shadow boost. There you go. Yeah, Valorant, Charlie. Valorant. Valorant. Well, yeah, that's because Valorant. you literally can't boot the game. Though I can boot Marvel yeah. and get in and try to play, and he Thor just kind of he won't move, and it just sits there for thirty <laughs> seconds before you hit the guy. It's really it's bad. A community turn against you and say maybe it was your rig or internet. You'll just deny oh, it. we can't do that. I got yeah. all the goodies. I got all the goodies here. <laughs> Anyone else with Shadow Experience for the week? I know I'm playing um, Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's it's pretty decent. I'm having a good time with it and Shadow. Um, but that's my to anyone else playing Shadow. What has I've been, been playing more Shadow Rivals than Shadow recently. Um, I've actually been having. I switched from Rogue Company GeForce now because that's my kind of go to. Because I know it's just going to work on there. But right. I, I switched to Shadow because generally I did have a better experience on Shadow. And my latency seems to have got really bad on Ch- uh, Shadow recently. I don't know why. It used to be down the 2030s. It seems to be up in the 4050s now. So I don't know what's going on, but it's not been very pleasant for me recently. So I'm hoping that 
that goes away with some of the updates. But I, I have seen, you know, it's always been a long-standing joke. Uh, if you look through the Shadow forums about the power of the Shadow Boost CPU, on um, looking at the Cinebench mark, I think it was six twenty, mm. which is yeah. it didn't even kind of come onto the scale of equivalent type CPUs. So. I don't know what they've done to their CPU, but everything that I've tested kind of similar has kind of been double or considerably higher. So you know, they do need to sort that out. Huh. Well, now because I'm looking at the infinite here, because that's what I wanted to use Shadow the most for, um, I've been looking at Boosteroid because they had Horizon Zero Dawn and all the latest games as well, and it runs on iPad. So part of me is like, hmm. <laughs> I can I can replace a service yet if it doesn't hurry up and bring higher tiers. Right. There's right. some videos coming out this week that will interest you greatly, then helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are lucky that works over there. You can't play Boosteroid in the States. It's unplayable in every form. And, and that's what I'm saying. We probably have Boosteroid, but like you said, you get maximum settings in from Canada and where True. Like, and which is blowing away every other service I've tried when it comes yeah. to just the gaming part. It's absolutely insane. Maximum, uh, it's, it's pretty. I haven't tested out yet, but just watching Chief's videos in your video, Jerry, it's, it, it looks They're really doing cool. some good things, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, so we're gonna take some questions here, unless any of you guys want to add more to Shadow. But, um, Chief, were you able to gather some questions? Or yes, yeah, so there was one quite early on, which um, I am going to address because I think it's quite a big one. Uh, I'm not sure if they're still here or not, but. Uh, GTA 5 rumored to come to Stadia. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know Duncan's holding his head. And I think this is a, a rumor. You know, GTA 5 has probably been on every single platform yeah. that can even think about running it yeah. load times. Now, I've been testing some other cloud PCs and cloud gaming systems. GTA 5 is always on there. It's one that gets asked about, you know, for, yeah. you know, it's a running joke for GeForce now. Yeah. And it's, you know, <laughs> And also for Stadia, I guess. But you know, if Stadia can get it and reduce those load times, then I think it's going to have a good way to go. But you know, considering the fight that uh, Epic have just thrown in Google's court, I really don't think it's going to happen anytime yeah. soon. Can I ask why? Um, you know, for because people have, I I would say by now, played the single play of GTA Five. Right. The reason why GTA 5 is selling because the online is still probably one of the best at what it does. So people are going to get it for the online, right? That's what people are playing GTA 5. That's why it's still one of the best selling games. It's not cross platform play, right? The game is still not free. Unless GTA goes free and incorporate cross platform play, it comes to Stadia. It's not. Who are you gonna play with? And not trying to be mean, but like who who it's gonna run into the same issues that we've been having and talking about here. Stadia is struggling right now because there is hardly anyone on playing games. Yeah, so, I, I think it'll run good on Stadia. You just need to patch a AI teammates. That, that, that's just my biggest... It'll be good for Stadia. I made a video about this with Avengers coming in. A lot of people gave me flag for it, but same issue with that as well. We need people in Stadia, right, to purchase games, play games, and the issue that people are having is just not enough people in Stadia to be playing these games. But just want to hear from anyone else here who want to answer this question. Yes, I think it's common. 
and I would, you know, I'm not a betting man, and uh, but I would bet it is coming because of Take Two. Take Two, big supporter of Stadia, so I think it's nailed right. on to come on with the next gen uh, versions of them. Then you get into the question which version will Stadia get? <laughs> Will it get the next gen, or will it get the PlayStation Four or Xbox version? But yeah, I do think it's coming. Yeah, but it's shipping free with all PS Fives. Yeah, it's a good point. Stadia is going to need Gen Two if they're going to go next gen on GTA Five. That's not going right. to run on on what they have now. Right. Unless this is a free game, free pro game for a long time. I'm not just talking about a month's period. Give us like what they did for Destiny 2 where that game was free for pro and give a lot of people a lot of opportunity to claim it. Um, that's my anyway, Chase. What's your take on this, man? Just wanna know where you are. I you know, D- Duncan is the journalist. He knows his intuition is look at him looking. He's he's <laughs> the uh, he's the person that I I trust when he looks at certain things and looks at trends. Right. Um so I, I have a divergent opinion on it. So in one avenue, we all thought Apex was coming to the platform. And then EA basically said it's not coming to the platform. And we all jumped at, oh, they were probably PR speak, right? And, and to be fair, PR companies do this. And P, PR divisions of companies do this is what I meant to say. They, they, they downplay something if they don't want to announce it. But I think until we hear something official, I would just I would not run any one direction with this because it's going to set unfair expectations. Um, and I think this goes back to, it seems like it's an overarching point. Um, I don't know if anyone caught the theme of this podcast, but it's stadium. Maybe you need to focus more on cross play games instead of actual games until your player base is up. I think that seems to be a very interesting theme from this podcast and why there's not a rogue company, you know, why there's not a couple of these other games that are cross play. That's what I think they need to focus in on right now. And then once the player counts up, then, you know, it makes sense to, um, bring in uh, a larger player base. You know, one thing to you all, real quick. And again, I I feel like I've said that it is, but maybe I'm wrong on it. it Warzone is Warzone crossplay, or is it yes. locked? Lam- it, it is. So yeah. there you go. Call of Duty title. It's got the name. Behind I think that it. would be the biggest one for Stadia. Big. It, it, it there's just easy. There's easy wins here. And you know what, Google, you've got the money. You're going to need to start opening up the checkbook. It, it's you're at the place now. You got to start spending money. There's no more excuses. You're going to have to go up to Sundar and say, "Look, guys, we're at a crossroads." And they're past the crossroads, actually. They're past the exits. Well, you're at a why divergent I said path. Hyperscape. You know, Hyperscape is also cross yeah. and it's an Ubisoft title. Why the hell is it not on Stadia? That's a great. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, good point, Marchief. Okay, right. Before with that, we with that, fall down that rabbit hole again. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> with, that, with the hyperscape, I think it's down to Twitch. That's my opinion, and it will come eventually. Oh. Yeah, I had a feeling that would be the case as well. But yeah. that's why I thought with Crowdplay coming that it would have been a great opportunity to drop hyperscape on Sadia. But anyway, that's that's another story. Yeah. Uh, another question from Charles yeah. Oren. Uh, is there a definitive list of supported devices? Someone tried to tell me that xCloud isn't just on phones. Uh, xCloud is only on Android supported phones right now. There's nothing else. Yeah. And tablets. Tab- Andro- Android tablets. Let's do that. Uh, 
what may be confused in the picture here is it is in testing on PC and a number of people have got it on PC as well, but that's not in the wider public as yet. It's doing, uh, it's in beta, uh, closed beta for journalists and uh, people, other people, bigwigs and whatnot. But, yeah, it, so but it, it is should, being worked on. It should come to PC like Game Pass on PC, but not confirmed. Um, yeah, yeah the, the rumor is it's coming this year. That's I know we joke around, but will it come to Android TV as well? <laughs> should. It should. It should. It They're should. already revamping their Microsoft uh, Windows programs to get ready for it. I can tell you from the changes I've seen in the Xbox Companion app and in their Xbox app on there, they are prepping for uh, xCloud, let's call it, uh, to be on there. It will be on PC soon. Good. Good. And please, when it comes, bring the 1080p. Yes, God. <laughs> My goodness. Can play 720 in the anyway. Um, cool. <laughs> Has anyone come out with Gamescom info? Say, say it again. Has anyone come out with Gamescom info? Jeff Keeley uh, actually tweeted today. What did he say? Um, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he said that he met with his team prepping for uh, what is it? Uh, uh, not on live, what do they call that? Uh, the, the first nightlife. Open, open night, night life. Yeah, so that, that he mentioned that today in his tweet. So I guess we're going to hear something soon. That's the guess I have. So is it going to be like a game fest situation where it's all like digital stream instead of meeting physically at you know in Germany? I think that's where games games come. Yeah. Right? So it's going to be mostly digitally, I would assume. Yeah, and I give you two guesses, but you only need one. Guess who's not mentioned? <laughs> oh my goodness! Duncan, stop! <laughs> of course, of course. Moving swiftly on. Yeah. Why Any isn't other- anyone commenting on the lack of YouTube integration on GeForce Now and Shadow? But we complain about it with regards to Sadia. Since when did GeForce Now and Shadow get a free pass? That's I'm going to take this one straight away. Because they pitched it as a feature in their launch, and it's still not there. Therefore, they are getting hype, well, getting stick for it, whereas GeForce Now and Shadow have never pitched it. Right. Which is simple. The, the other thing, too, kind of like what we were talking about with Microsoft, is that Google owns YouTube, right? So Google and Stadium is just a no-brainer, right? If you want to push your product, you use something that's successful to push it. And so... The fact that that's not happening, you know, just should bring a lot of questions up. But that's my take on it, too. Anyone else? Yeah, it's as simple as that. It's everything Mark Chief just said. Plus, yeah, and you. Uh, they own it. <laughs> Google and Stay is an obvious one. And, uh, and they touted it and hyped it as well. So, True. Okay. Any others? Will NVIDIA oh, bundle Slumberpunk with Ampere cards? We can hope so. August 31st, watch the event. Guaranteed free Cyberpunk I, with purchase of Ampere absolutely. cards. Absolutely. I would yeah. be shocked. If- Is it September 1st, yeah. do you say, Duncan? Is the event? It's either the end August of August 31st. August 31st. Is that that's a, that, yeah. yeah, that's the whole 21 year thing. 21 years ago, yeah. August 31st. That was the 21 day countdown and, and all that. Cool. I got my it's all 21s right? this year for them. Okay, August 31st, there you go. Thanks, Jerry. So I, I hope, though, with this announcement, you know, like we were saying earlier, that we do get kind of like a sweet bundle like we have with GeForce Now with Hyperscape for 
Cyberpunk and GeForce Now would be cool if they do announce something along those lines. Fingers crossed. I think you're going to see a buy the newest graphics card and get GeForce Now and Cyberpunk. Oh. Boom. Mm, that would be Boom. a killer deal. Oh, yeah, because I'm buying that day one. <laughs> I've got to get the new yeah, card. You, you would still buy that if it didn't have GeForce Now. Of course, Holtz. <laughs> of course. <laughs> sure. sure. But it'll make it better. I can, I can justify it even more. <laughs> justify Anyone? that $1,000 price tag. Oh, I'm not doing that. Come on now. They're going to give me an $800 one. We're good. We can get there. Any other questions, Chief? Uh, I have put the the feelers out there, but it doesn't look like anybody's going to respond in time. So I think there was one from uh, Rage Quit. It looks like. What did I, don't it you, I don't know if you saw that one. It says, "What do you think about the alliance with Steam and Nvidia? What do you what do you hope about that?" Oh, who wants to take that? Feel free. I think we've already seen the hints of it. There is going to be an icon underneath this, the store page. Play now on GeForce Now. It's they've already said that's going to be coming. When you know that's coming to the Epic Store, I think there might be just clear uh, markings on which games work in GeForce Now going forward. Also, yeah. we've had the Steam Sync just drop, so right. you can yep. now yep. Um, link your GeForce Now account to your Steam account. And it will pull across into your library all of the games that are supported off of Steam. And if you are quick enough on a Thursday, you can get ahead of the curve and sync those games and you'll get the update straight away. So it's not an automatic sync. You do have to just go and hit that refresh button. But you know, If you don't use GeForce now for a, a period of time, you can just go and hit that and see what games from your Steam library have got pulled across. Uh, it would be nice to hear uh, Epic and stuff do the same because obviously Epic and Uplay are both supporting GeForce now as well with a whole bunch of games so it would be great to have that kind of association going in there I think it would bolster GeForce now even more right I, I think it's awesome I think it's great and the more you know they work together I think the better it is for the consumors so keep it coming like NVIDIA is in a unique position because not only do they cater to a large percentage of the over 1 billion PC players on the planet, so they have a lot of clout. They have a lot that they can get done, but also for all the games that come to GeForce now, all the developer has to do is click a button. They don't have to redevelop the game, port the game, or do anything right. like they do for any other service. So NVIDIA right. is in a really good position with GeForce now for a lot of reasons. Right. On the so, flip side, why aren't more people doing it then? Why aren't more people See, I, that was the point I was going to make is I, I think the one thing that's interesting with this is ease of use because I've seen so many people when they've had to use some of the Steam Link stuff and signing into one and over to another. And then you see, I don't want to bring Stadia back into this again. God, I know we've talked about it too much tonight, but the ease of use, you click one button and you're in. So I think that's something that GeForce Now has got a. I think business strategy wise, I just talked about that. They need to figure that out. But I think ease of use is another big thing. They've got to get ironed out. They've got to get this to where someone, all they got to do is click the play. All they got to do is click one button and they're in. That's it. Like there shouldn't be all these five different sign ins to be able to do something. For, for us, like again, for a mid core hardcore gamer, we're like, okay, we'll do it. But mm -hmm. for any other user, they're not going to put up with that. They're just not. To be fair, with Steam, that is the case. Once you've linked Steam, you can just forget about it. You can just go and launch those games. It does seem to always remember and work for me. Uplay and Epic, my God, Uplay yeah. drives me nuts. And yeah. the fact that I have to switch systems, Uplay only allows you to sign into one freaking machine. So 
if I sign into, into it in Shadow, it boots me out of GeForce Now. If I sign into GeForce Now, it boots me out of Shadow or any my local PC or whatever I've done. If I boot it up on a phone or whatever, you know, Uplay needs to get that sorted. So unfortunately, it's not just GeForce. We right. need to figure a lot of this stuff out. And Epic, it just seems to be a lottery. <laughs> sometimes it asks me to log in again, sometimes it doesn't. But fortunately, sure. Steam is the one that does actually seem to remember. So I think as far as the NVIDIA Steam Alliance goes, I think that's going to be really strong. But yes, as you said, to make GeForce now a real success, you know, you play Epic and any of the other independents that they bring on board, need to remember those damn credentials because it just infuriates me when I have to boot up a Uplay game. True, true. So out of respect for time, uh, we've hit the two-hour mark, but I do just want to give the panel a chance to just plug these channels and let them tell you guys what they do because I think they're awesome guys and they all do great things. So to get started, Chase, where can people find you and what do you do? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter um, at Phantom, T-W-O-S-T-S-I. Um, you can find me every Tuesday night over on the Eddie Player One YouTube channel. I do the, uh, I'm a co-host along with Eddie and Kai of the This Week on Stadia Unfiltered podcast. It's an 18 plus After Dark style podcast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we talk Stadia and basically everything. So um, come over to that. Um, and then every two weeks um, over on the Club Stadia YouTube channel. It's the Stadia Initiative, um, and that is uh, co-hosted by uh, Brian uh, Germani, who is 6'4", uh, MM2K, uh, Eddie, uh, Megatron X, and myself. Um, so if you're interested in uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, as we like to call ourselves, uh, <laughs> stop on by and uh, check that podcast out as well. That's a dope podcast. Y'all need to check it out. Really cool people on there. How about you, Jerry? Where can they find you? Yeah, on YouTube, uh, Game Tech Planet. Twitter and Facebook are at Game Tech Planet. All kinds of game and hardware testing, cloud service testing, and the occasional uh, review or whatever on the channel. Pretty much if it's gaming, it'll uh, it'll show up there. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Jerry. How about you, Duncan? Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at One Day Escape on Twitter, or you can check out my website, Cloudy with a Chance of Games. And Chase forgot to plug his Just Fans channel, so I think you have to go back to him there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. How, how, how about you, Holtz? Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Holtz86 or Discord at Holtz. And you can also check me on Gameman's 3535. This is Stadia Podcast on Sunday. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. And then you guys know Chief, but Chief, introduce <laughs> Where can they find you, sir? For those of you that don't know, I'm the voice behind a lot of the uh, comparisons and uh, platform overviews and stuff that you see on the Cloud Gaming Stream channel. Uh, yeah, it's about the only time I come in front of the camera on the occasional live stream. Cool, cool. Appreciate you guys being here. Again, uh, we do this every Saturday. Uh, we're missing three members from the panel. And when we're you know short on members, we'll bring a guest like we did with Chase. So Chase, again... Appreciate you being here, man. Very insightful stuff today. So thanks for being here. Um, Sorry. You're good. Uh, so again, appreciate you guys commenting and hope we were able to answer uh, some of y'all's questions in the comments too. So we give about 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the podcast to do that. So Can I say one last thing real quick? I apologize. Sure, yeah. yeah, I apologize. Mark, Mark <laughs> just jumped in, the shadow guy. 
And he confirmed and said, it does not run well for Marvel Avengers. He just finished the beta. And let me just say, he has the infinite tier. Oh, so that's disturbing. Damn. I didn't want oh, to just, no, I didn't sorry to interrupt you at the end, but I just saw him pop in our chat over there and say that. And I just had to put it out there. Oh, he even has the infinite. Goodness. Yeah. So let's see Woo. what happens when the release comes out. That's crazy. Uh, thanks, Mark. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mark. And thanks, Jerry, for because I even catch that. Thanks for saying that. Sorry. That was why I was laughing. Oh. <laughs> Dag, that's crazy that the infinite doesn't run. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. But yeah, appreciate you guys. And this was a lot of fun. So it's cool to just talk about cloud gaming. So next Saturday, same time, we'll catch you guys on here. All right. Until next time. Peace out, guys. Bye, everybody. Later.